Welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network. I am Pat Rulo. We specialize in author interviews, audiobook and podcast production, as well as the prestigious Firebird Book Awards and the Positive Change Podcast Awards. We also feature our fun and short podcast that allows authors to record their own writing tip to share on our very own Boom Bang Oh My Gosh Wow podcast. And you can find all of that with the rest of our offerings at speakuptalkradio.com. Today, I am quite happy and excited to share a recent Firebird Book Award winning author with you. She is Beth Morris, and her winning book is titled In the Aftermath, 9-11 Through a Volunteer's Eyes. Beth is the author of three poetry books, In Florida, 2010, Nowhere to Be Found, published in 2014, and the recently released In the Aftermath, 9-11 Through a Volunteer's Eyes, commemorating the 20th anniversary in September of 2021. In the Aftermath is now included in the poetry of 9-11 archives at the Library of Congress. Her poems have appeared in many publications, and Beth holds master's degrees in speech science, English language and literature, and a Ph.D. in speech, language, and hearing science. She is also a member of the Hudson Valley Writers' Center and Poets' House in New York, and the Academy of American Poets. As you can tell, lots of fascinating things to talk about today. So welcome to the network, Beth. Oh, it's so great to be here. It's a privilege to be with you here, Pat, especially since we're almost done commemorating the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Absolutely. And I want to dig right in because there's just so much to talk about and know. Maybe explain your connection to 9-11. Well, um, when the towers were hit, um, I was kind of like uh, coming back from uh, a 10-year hiatus in Florida, and I came back to New York for family, and um, it affected my business a lot because I was dealing with a lot of the hotels in New York at the time. I was working uh, through a company I had uh, for communication skills training. And um, I got a telephone call from some organization asking if I could come down and volunteer because they were shorthanded at what we called the uh, Ground Zero Relief Project. It was a warehouse on Spring Street near, very close to um, downtown area where the towers were hit. And uh, they converted it into, it was an art studio, converted into a warehouse that supplied and delivered everything the first responders and recovery crews and volunteers needed to clean up and recover at Ground Zero. So I started in November and uh, volunteered twice a week at the warehouse and uh, until March, until almost towards the end of the recovery period, which was in May. So that's that's how it came about, a total serendipity. Yes. And uh, got, in, got involved with the people at the warehouse, mostly young people, all in their 20s. And I guess I was one of the few exceptions. But um, at first, the fire, the firemen in particular, uh, not so much the police, but the firemen would come directly into the warehouse before we had the trucks uh, to deliver to all the ground zero sites. So I got a chance to interact with them when they would come into the warehouse with supplies for rest and to go right back out again. So that's how it started. Oh. Um, 
when I came back to New York, I had kind of like put 9-11 in the back of my head. And um, when I came back to New York, I made the first trip to Ground Zero when the, the first year that the 9-11 memorial was built. And it like hit me like rocks were thrown at my head. It was an incredibly powerful experience, and everything came back. That uh, 10-year hiatus was um, like it, it all disappeared. And I started to write, like, very short poems. And uh, before you know it, at the Hudson Valley Writer Center, with the help of my poetry crew, um, four years later, the book was published. And that's basically the story. Oh, my gosh. What a life-changing event for you, one that colors mm -hmm. every movement of your day, I'm sure. I mean, that's just something that's so powerful. Um, yes, yeah. it's something that um, anybody who was there, um, it never leaves you. No. Um, it's it's almost like one of my friends as a vet told me that uh, it's almost like, a, you know, a combat experience. Mm -hmm. And I guess in some case it pretty much was. It is for the you know the first responders and the recovery crews that were on site. Oh yes. So um, so that's that's where it all came from. Um, and uh, it took four years to write it and another two years to get it published. So it was a long journey. And it's interesting that you chose poetry and not to actually write, say a bit of a memoir or a or a fictional memoir or a novel or something other than poetry how did how did poetry come out of all of this well you know i always loved poetry even though i wound up as a clinical speech pathologist for a while and you know my life directed into science right mm -hmm. uh i have always loved poetry from the time i was a little kid and uh i felt that um you've seen all the graphic stuff about 9/11 and you've read a lot of articles about it but that's 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 history and i think poetry is life is is the real event you know and uh and it strikes people on an emotional level so that's why i chose poetry rather than to write it write in prose and that's why I had to go to the Hudson Valley Writer Center and to attend workshops and festivals so that I could really learn how to write. <laughs> so um, it came very slowly, and it's a slow process. It was a tough process, wrenching. Um, yeah. But uh, the, the outcome, I think, I, I was very satisfied with. The other thing is that poetry is highly structured, and it gives you a chance when your mind is like flying all over the place you know, because of emotional factors, poetry gives you that constraint. Um, and that's what I needed. I needed the constraint to be able to put it into words in a way that wouldn't overwhelm, you know? Yes. So, uh, so the poetry was a good choice for me. Good, good, good. Maybe if you would read a poem or two so that we could put all of this in context for our listeners. Sure. Uh, I'm going to read really one of the first poems in the book, and it's called The Volunteer. I was afraid of you, your coat tainted by debris, pieces of metal ground into your helmet, your eyes, narrow slits blinking, reddened by sleeplessness and smoke, 
your voice, hoarse and thin from poisoned air, shouting over the din of jackhammers. Your demands, where are the size 13 boots, stronger pain pills? Afraid to question you. At first, find anyone today? Then, find anything today? Soon, all of my stopped. I sat on a crate in the back of the warehouse, pulled clothing out from donation boxes, labeled socks, T-shirts, work gloves, avoided you, rope, shovels, cough drops. I tried to give you what you needed. So I think we can pause there. And let everybody kind of recover. I almost have no words. How's that? That that's exactly the way I feel. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) Uh, When you put it on paper, it's um, it's exactly the way you feel. Mm -hmm. You you really have to pause and think about it. But the vision, yes, the physical image, is what's most important to me. And you uh, almost feel, yeah, you almost feel like you were there just for that short moment that you were reading. Yeah. I, w- I was there with you. Wow, Beth, that is just beautiful. You're awesome at this. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. Much, much. Wow. All right. Do you have another? Um, yeah. Let, let me read another. Okay. Um, Thank you. Uh, I'm probably going to be reading this this Sunday at my local, uh, we have a local 9-11 memorial, as a lot of towns across the country do. And uh, even though we're in New York City, we're in the northernmost part of the city, and uh, we have our own memorial here in a garden. And I'm probably going to be reading this one at that memorial commemora- commemoration in which we also add on the names of those who have died in the past year from 9-11-related diseases. I don't know if much of the country knows, but almost as many first responders have died since 9-11 from the toxins in Ground Zero. Uh, the illness rate and suffering has been enormous. And uh, I just got a notification from an organization I belong to called 9-11 Health Watch. And they said they reported that 75% of the firefighters who worked on any of the sites at Ground Zero have some 9-11 illness yeah. at the present time. Wow. Yes. So this, this, speaks, this speaks to that ongoing uh, problem and ongoing situation that we have. It's called side effects. The fumes assault me each time I enter the warehouse. Noxious air that seeps through my mask. Nothing is familiar in that stench until the fireman rushes past me, impatient to change gear, get back on the pile. I hand him a fresh jacket. What's that smell, I ask? Is it gas? He turns to me puts his hand on my shoulder, 
shouts over the chaos. Not gas, human methane. Yes, and that smell, if you talk to anybody who was at ground zero for months and months and months, that just permeated. And and when I talked to responders who were there, uh, they tell me the same thing. They'll never get over that smell. No, that would never go it really, away. It really was battlefield conditions, you know? Oh. I don't know, but uh, yes, yeah. uh, yes. Oh my! Well, you can imagine. Yes, you can imagine. Can't imagine. Um, and it, it affected also the people in the community surrounding oh, sure. the lower part of Manhattan as well. Mm -hmm. So it's been an ongoing uh, threat that people are still facing. Sure. And with the grace of God, I'm I'm, I'm okay. You know, people keep asking me, "Are you okay?" Mm -hmm. And uh, I belong to a faith group. A group called the New Victims of 9/11, which has support for the people who are uh, still affected by the illnesses that they got from being on the ground mm -hmm. after 9/11. Yes, I'm sure most many people don't think about that. You know, it's over. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they might think of PTSD, but not all of the physical. Uh, yeah problems yes. that that yes. arose from that and and just your just your poem side effects smell is a powerful trigger and i can't imagine that if somebody catches a whiff of something that even smells like that i mean that'll put you right back there and uh Absolutely. yeah i i hope there was a lot of mental health uh available to everybody really oh yes there's a tremendous support around and the biggest thing, and then I want to make an appeal uh, for, for the listeners today. Uh, those of you who know people or who are people who volunteered at Ground Zero, because after all, people came in from all over the country and really all over the world uh, that are experiencing any of these, don't, don't do this, any of these side effects. Don't do this alone. You're not alone. There are organizations such as 9-11 Health Watch that you can look up and find out what resources are available to you. So uh, uh, don't feel that you're isolated. Reach out, you know, get in touch with us and with these, these organizations so we, you know that you can have the support, and especially the families, too, the families and friends of, of the first responders and volunteers and recovery crews that were there. I'm glad you brought that up, Pat, because I wanted to be sure that I got in touch with those that are in the listening audience. Yes. Uh, you know, I'm thinking you had the opportunity to maybe to walk away from this experience, but you still have an ongoing involvement with the community. Absolutely. Which, I, which will never end. No, it won't. Um, and, uh, you know, and that's it's very important to me to maintain that connection. Just wherever I can to, to speak out and to make sure that the rest of the world knows when I do a reading it's always dedicated to the first responders and recovery crews and the volunteers so that they know that there is one person who is not going to forget. You know, as Americans, we tend to, like, three days later, mm -hmm. right, go on to something else. And heaven knows we've got a lot on our plate right now, right? Yes. Um, as Americans. and um, But still in all, we, we cannot forget them.
Yes, I I think almost everybody remembers exactly where they were and, and how they felt on that day. I know. And, you know, there are some wonderful positive organizations and things that have come out of it. You have the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, which supports the uh, first responders and also the military that served in Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, so you, you do have a lot of positive things that have come out of it. Tremendous support groups for the children of those who perished uh, on 9-11 and the families and supporting them with uh, all kinds of foundational things that they need. Mm-hmm. So um, it's not all, you know, um, in, in the negative direction. There are There are things that we're doing and positive things that we'll continue to do for this community. Anything that listeners can do, do you have any advice or thoughts or ways that we can still continue to help, and maybe in ways that we hadn't thought of before, or things that we've never done? Any new well, ideas? Yeah, you can you can you can Google you know organizations like the Tunnel to Tower Foundation, uh, the Nine Eleven Foundation, uh, the New York City Fire. Uh, uh, Fire Department has a, a foundation to support the uh, families and children of those who died on 9-11, not only then, but now, continuing on now. So there are many different organizations. Um, my book is available at the 9-11 Museum itself in the bookstore, and it's also available at the New York City Fire Museum, and you can purchase it and make a donation to either of those organizations at the same time. Oh. So there are many different ways you can support uh, the 9-11 community. Okay. Many. Yes. Oh, that's beautiful that your book is available in those locations. Are there any or many poetry books with 9-11 as the sole topic? Um, I think there may be one or two, uh-huh. but I, I, I it's, it's rare. Yes. There haven't been. There have been a lot of stories written, Yeah. Um, a lot of commentaries and personal stories and commentaries, but um, maybe one or two of us, possibly mm-hmm. three, mm-hmm. you know, in all the hundreds, if not thousands of um, reports and things that have come from people who uh, participated in the rescue efforts. Or you know of the uh, of the recovery at uh, Ground Zero and restoration of the of Ground Zero, but very very few in poetic form. Oh my! And very it's few. so powerful, Beth. I mean, what the just the two that you read are uh, very evocative. I mean, it just gives you gives you that mental picture and uh, something I think that wouldn't be accomplished in, in any other way. You know, this is kind of like what I thought when I first started to write write the poetry. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have it in mind at the very beginning, but I certainly did have towards the end that, um, that it had to be in poetic form mm-hmm. in no other way because um, Elizabeth Bishop, a very famous American poet, once said, poets tell the truth. And I think she's dead on, you know, in that, in that respect. Wow. Would you mind sharing another? 
Okay, maybe this one is a little bit more optimistic. Okay. Um, it, doesn't, it doesn't start out that way, but it, it winds up to give you a little bit better lift. It's called Brooklyn Bound in September 2001 is the first part. Subway destroyed. They fled east on foot. Heads covered with ash. Some wearing masks. Some still bleeding from the debris den descending upon them as they escaped. Secretaries, stockbrokers, maintenance crews, dazed office workers, leaning on strangers, holding each other up, trudging across the bridge towards home. The smell of smoke, the paper blowing, falling falling and blowing overhead, underfoot, April 2017. The subway carries me across the bridge near my childhood home. The car opens at the Botanic Garden, and I'm grateful. There's no loudspeaker warning. Look out for suspicious packages as I walk down the path to the Japanese gardens. Years have passed. The only objects coming down from the sky on this sun-drenched spring morning are the blossoms from the cherry trees. I stand under one still-glooming branch, take off my hat, let the petals fall on me. Beautiful, Beth. Just beautiful. Ha have you created an audio book yet? No, I'm thinking about it. The book is on uh, on Amazon, and um, the PR people on Amazon asked me if I was interested in creating the audio book. Yes. Um, I will as soon as I get past the first year of yeah. publication. I'll, uh, you know, I'll consider it. It's a, it's uh, something that somebody else mentioned to me. Oh, I would um, highly recommend that. Yeah, just the way, and nobody else could narrate it but you. Um, it, 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 it's, it's powerful. I, I think it's maybe even more powerful to hear it in your voice. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, it's not just the, me. The book is also filled with a couple of letters that I got from the driver that used to, we, uh, after the first couple of months, we got trucks donated to us so we were able to uh, pile up the supplies in the truck and bring them directly to the various uh, uh, recovery sites all over Grand Zero and so a lot of those letters are incorporated in the in the uh, in the book and let me read you the last one that I got from him okay uh, he wants to remain anonymous so I have done that it's just called letter from the driver I don't know if we will ever get to the point where we will not be affected by something that brings us back, even for a moment, to that time in our lives. After 20 years, some nerves must still be raw. I changed it from 15 to 20 years because this is five years ago he wrote this. Mm -hmm. So... Yes, it's ongoing. Yeah. And um 
we have to make sure that we continue to support and help and benefit the people who are still being affected by this. Yes. And uh, to do the best we can to uh, to go on. And it should be ongoing. Yeah, this is this is not something that should ever be forgotten. There are too many people yes. were affected, and all of the beautiful souls that came out like yourself to help. Where you had a choice, you didn't have to do that, and maybe you didn't have a choice that you were supposed to do that. So, um, right, right. yeah, yeah. Thank you for just being the beautiful person that you are, and then to be able to put these into such special words. It's a gift. You're a gift. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, and uh, if there's anybody who wants to get any book information from me, they can contact me at uh, my email address, which is bethabard at aol.com. Yeah. And the book is available through the publisher, through Poetica Publishing, if you want a signed copy. And it's also on Amazon. Uh, in addition to contact me if you'd like to make that donation mm-hmm. to the New York City Fire Museum uh, or to the 9-11 Memorial, and I'll let you know how you can do that. Okay, so give the... Also, also yeah. just to let you know, I did a YouTube of the book launch, which did take place from the New York City Fire Museum last year, and it's still available on YouTube if you want to hear uh, you know, a longer version of some of these poems. You can. If you would, send me the link to that YouTube video, and I will post it on the page on our website that you're going to have your own personal page with this, with this audio. I would love to post that as well so folks can uh, okay. don't have to search for it. It'll, it will be right there for them. Excellent. Beth's a bard, and that's for sure. <laughs> Thank <laughs> <One> you. <word. laughs> yes, Beth's a bard. Um, yeah, so thank you so much for this. I, I was so looking forward to this, and I hope everyone heads over and contacts you, gets a copy of the book, In the Aftermath, 9-11, Through a Volunteer's Eyes, Beth Morris. So special. Thank you for sharing these poems with us today. These will stay in my heart forever. Thank you for me allowing me to be here with you, Pat, and uh, especially we all need to think and not forget And that's the most important thing, what I strive for. Yep. With your help, we will not. And with these beautiful poems, we will not. Beth Morris, thank you for today. Please stay in touch. Any future writings that you do, please feel free to share with us. Okay, I certainly will. Thanks a lot, Pat. It was a pleasure.